Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special Linners and Losers episode. My name is Ricardo. I am very excited to go ahead and have you tune in to a pretty interesting episode. We have our friend Nick Rosser back just hanging out here with some special guests here. Uh, we'll go ahead and discuss the previous U.S. Open Cup round for the Northern Colorado Hillstorm. And of course, our special guests, they're going to be able to talk about their USL League One team and this awesome clash that is going to go ahead and happen on Wednesday. But guys, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring on all our friends here and introduce right. us. How's it going, everyone? Good. How you doing, man? Oh, Rich, mute. I'm doing great. <laughs> well, everyone, you guys know Nick. Nick here is going to go ahead and discuss with us the Northern Colorado Hillstorm side. Uh, I know that we have a pretty big matchup coming up here in the U.S. Open Cup between Noco Hillstorm and Union Omaha. Um, guys, excitement, anxiety. How are we feeling? I'll go ahead and start with you, Nick. I'm feeling good. I want to go up against the uh, reigning USL one champs. And I want to see what we're made of after having two, you know, shocking upsets in the open cup, you know, magic of the cup beating our very rowdy kind of annoying rivals down South Colorado Springs and uh, beating those Joseph Smith worshipers over there in Utah RSL. So it was nice. Felt good. Yeah, likewise, definitely. We got to go ahead and experience that match against the uh, switchbacks here. Definitely super cold, uh, windy. We were there for the whole 120 minutes, and that goal came so late, man. And uh, I, I mean, you guys had to go ahead and wait for penalty kicks. Don't want to go ahead and spoil much about that. but So I'm sure you guys uh, know a little bit about hanging on tight. Uh, but I want to go ahead and bring it over to you, Rich. How are you feeling about this game coming up on the Wednesday. Thanks for joining. This is everyone's like first collab. Everyone just want to go ahead and say pretty excited. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. This is uh, going to be a very fun matchup. So uh, especially after the performance that uh, Hailstorms put up in the, the past couple of rounds, I think Wednesday is going to be a very fun evening. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, Wednesday should be pretty intense here. Ben, how are you feeling going into it? Uh, I'm feeling great. I, uh, I lived in Colorado for six years, six and a half years. Uh, my wife has family in Windsor. So I've, I've felt uh, affectionate for the club. Big, uh, you know, big Ethan Vanacore Decker fan. Uh, so I've, I've been, you know, affectionate toward the, the club since its existence. Um, yeah, so I'm excited. Like, I, I think it's going to be great. And while I don't love that all of the teams that could be drawn against USL opposition were, uh, I am excited that at least one team from League One will make it to the round of 16. So you're a little bit excited that it's a Colorado team. Are you rooting a little bit? Is there I'm, a piece of your heart? No, 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 no. I'm glad it's not. I'm glad it's not the Rapids. Um, <laughs> that would have been that would have been complicated emotionally. Um, but like, uh, speaking of complicated emotionally, how did it feel uh, to beat Pablo uh, while he was coaching RSL? For me, it felt good. It felt yeah, felt pretty good. I mean, now that he he is over at the uh, rivals, I mean, over at Rio Tinto, going over there, beating him at his home. Yeah, there's some affection, and you know, ex Rapids legend. But uh, it, I mean, it should feel good. Um, yeah, should never not feel good. Now, the big question is if the Rapids can get it done. So yeah, <laughs> that's been uh, going around for a while. Nick, how are you feeling about that? Yeah, I feel good about beating Pablo. I mean, we just retired his number for the Rapids, but yeah, it just feels good because RSL are scum to me. So like <laughs> watching them lose to even now my League One team, even more local than the Rapids could ever be. Like, it's just, it's incredible. So yeah, I liked watching Pablo tear up at the end. Man, Nick's coming in hot tonight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's, uh, it's it's a it's a conflicting thing. Like I yeah. just don't know. And then so our beloved coach Jay Mims has all this history with RSL. Like makes it. I don't know. I just try and, and ignore it. That's my number one goal. <laughs> well, well, Chente is over there right now, right? Yeah. Oh, so is uh, Joel Delas. Yeah. Uh, like you know, we have uh, yeah, two big club guys. So Joel Delas is one of our assist one of our previous assistant coaches 
and Chente is club legend and former team equipment manager. Yay. Chip, you're going to have to tell us how you're feeling for the game this Wednesday. Fuck Colorado. That's how I'm feeling. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I I love I love Colorado. I uh, would always go out there as a kid. We'd always go down to the Springs as a kid for holidays. Been up there uh, before it was the cool thing to do. And I'm really excited that there's a team in Colorado for me to hate now. I have a lot of room for hate in my heart. And I'm glad <laughs> that you guys have a special corner in it now. That's about right. I will say we don't have any home games, so I guess you're kind of lucky that uh, you get to watch the Love to have you come. Yeah, you guys are like the the League One uh, Washington Generals. <laughs> Except for sometimes you guys win, uh, but no, I think uh, it should be a lot of fun. And speaking of our friends from Utah, if you have Hulu, you should check out Under the Banner of Heaven. Great show. Especially if you like true crime stuff. I'm, I'm there. Cool. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. It's a good book, too. Mm-hmm. Great book. So tell us a little bit about that Chicago match. That was very exciting. I got got a chance to watch it on ESPN+. Plus. Yeah, Chip, for I'll sure. let you go first, man. Yeah, for sure. So it was a, it was a fun match. Um, so it's a shame that there weren't more people in attendance. I think Rich sitting up in the press box with that uh, big brain and big notepad of his uh asked and they said there was about 400 tickets sold and 100 distributed on day of probably i'd say probably about 100 omaha fans if you include uh friends and family and people that flew out so it's a good crowd uh rich and i came in the chicago fans were great we all met up together had a couple beers took the bus down to the stadium and it was a, it was an exciting game. It was definitely frustrating as an Omaha fan watching the game because we're playing an MLS team and it's been like they got a chance after chance with the PKs. So they had two PKs to score their two goals. And especially after that second PK, I will fully admit that I was a doubting Thomas. Someone needs some gas X. Uh, but anyways, uh, so I was a doubting Thomas. And after they scored that second goal, I was like, it's over. It's over. It sheets. I was getting ready, and I was sitting with Dalton Knutson, who's one of our center backs' uh, dads, and he's like, have faith in them, have faith, have faith. And it's like, okay, you're right, you're right. And then we scored that absolute stunner, I think, in the second or third minute of stoppage time at the second period of uh, added extra time. And, you know, it was crazy. You know, everyone was hugging, everyone was screaming, everyone was yelling. And so we we moved over by the goals. As you do when there's no one there. Yeah, I mean, there's literally no one there. And we're sitting there, we're watching, and – uh, spoiler alert, Union Omaha won, and it was crazy. So we were yelling. The Chicago fans were right next to us. They were yelling some stuff over at us. So naturally, we had to return fire because that's that's what uh, gentlemen do. And ultimately, it resulted in us being kettled uh, by the Chicago PD, which was ultimately really funny because my ride back to the bar was like trying to like – I felt like a dog in the pound. They're like, hey, that's uh, that's mine. Can I like have him? <laughs> And their response was, well, you can wait for him out in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, well, whoa, 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 hold on a second here. Let's let's maybe be a little bit more selective with our word choice here because I don't think that's what you want to be encouraging. But ultimately, uh, they were good sports about it. I think they were a bit bitter about some of the Omaha players' celebration, which we learned later was because there was some uh, heckling happening, which is kind of like, well, I don't know. If you don't want to get birds from players, maybe like don't say anything to them. That's you don't want to get birds. shushed. Yeah. Don't talk and lose. Yeah. Well, right. It's like kind of yeah. the, the talk shit, get hit kind of thing. It's like, well, no one's going to talk shit to you if you don't say anything. But it's super exciting. They were great fans. It was fun hanging out with them. And it was really funny. Uh, in the pregame, I was definitely talking to them about like moral victories. And I was like, well, you know, if we lose 2-0, that's a moral victory, especially if the second goals and like, the 75th minute that it went from like that to like we're, we're gonna win the whole damn thing let's go let's go let's go like really quick and uh it was exciting you know it's uh i know that ben and uh has talked about this on who gives a hoot which is the podcast he's on and rich writes for but i don't know if it's quite the biggest victory in union omaha history but it's definitely in the top five like i mean 
<laughs> if you're a NoCo fan, you you have three victories, so it's definitely a top three victory for you guys. <laughs> but for us, I I would say it's it's probably, I think winning the cup's probably the biggest one, just because you, be. you win a star. I think you know it's probably like that. Winning the regulars, it's probably that the Chicago game, uh, winning the regular season, and then making the finals. Uh, that Richmond game. That Richmond game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Free yeah. kick ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the most. You know, we we played three home games and and won them all to win the league, and that was the most exciting moment of all of them because, I mean, we trampled Tucson six one and then scored in the first five minutes against Greenville and were like never let off the gas. So, mm-hmm. I you know that was like the one moment where there was like that catharsis that happens in soccer when you mm-hmm. go from maybe not winning to winning, and so yeah, yeah, that one yeah. that one has to be up there. For sure. And I was at a wedding for that one. And I mm. was so I, I don't think I've told the story publicly yet, but I was actually like doing the speech when they scored the goal. <laughs> I just like feel a buzzing in my pocket. I'm like, this is either gonna be really good or really bad. I just need to get through like the next few minutes and I can look and see what happens. So I get done, you know, you do the cheers, you give everyone a hug, and I'm just like looking at my wife, like being like, She has a score, and she's just like I was like, You did great, buddy. <laughs> Tell me what happened. And she's like, "Oh, I left my my phone in the hotel room. I have no clue." And it's like, uh, <laughs> but then we ended up scoring, and so it was pretty exciting. But no, it, it it's been exciting. I think um, Noco seems to be on a similar trajectory of Omaha, where there's a lot of really good stuff happening, and so I'm really happy. One because of the proximity, and two because I feel like everyone I've dealt with at Noco from the ownership to the front office to the supporters to the fans have all been really great and i'm glad that you guys get to join us on this journey yeah yeah i'm gonna be real with you i was jumping for joy and screaming when you guys tied that game up against <laughs> chicago like i have like i want the mls to be good but i'm also a traditionalist for as a soccer fan so i'm like open the damn game up but at the same time make sure it's financially stable first you know all that all that yeah, yeah. Jive and stuff but Man, I just love watching MLS teams lose to teams from the USL. It just feels so sweet. Like, yep. Yeah, just watching Chicago Fire fans melt down online. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been yeah. meeting They're funny, them. too. Well, like, so, Rich, maybe you can answer this. I'm going to need a minute to pull it up. But, like, it seems like there's, like, a Chicago Fire meme um, when you guys do badly. Uh, there's goes, plenty of those wow. out there. Here we go. Reading, reading. Rich is a Chicago Fire fan no. for our followers at home that don't know him. Yeah, oh, the way up. I got one there. I got one there. Yeah. Wow. Loyal Chicago Fire fan since 1901, and I have finally given up. This will be the last game I ever support this team. My family and I had a party tonight, and now we're embarrassed in front of company. All caps. <laughs> My kids are crying because dad is crying. Enough is enough. I am done. Done. All caps. Yeah, I've but seen it, that. It seems like I, I read it like five times in the comments because, you know, the, the day after we won was just reading all these spicy comments from uh, yeah. upset Chicago Fire fans. You, you have to. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, that's the best part. In fact, that's probably the biggest loss of us facing off against each other is there'll be a lot more probably good game, good game, and a lot <laughs> less like, well, you guys are just a small club and, like, we started our <laughs> third string players, like, which – I can't promise that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so that uh, the goal that tied against Chicago Fire in extra time right before PKs, uh, I had the the final stats and final messages that I was ready to send off to the editor, and I was ready to hit enter and tell him that Chicago Fire won the match. They beat Union Omaha. They're moving on in the Open Cup. And then that goal scored, and I just held my finger on the backspace button and just started <laughs> right over. Yeah, <laughs> that's, oh, that's wonderful. Mm. I got a, I got a question for you guys. Why was there nine minutes of stoppage time in your game? You I was gonna ask second. that too. Yeah, I, like I was, I was watching with my wife who attended a handful of Colorado Rapids games with me back in the day, and like we were, you know, rooting against the. Real Salt Lake for obvious reasons. And like it came up and was like, what did we miss? Like, what happened? 
I know we had a little bit of a celebration that maybe was a bit long, but <laughs> I celebration. I was pretty dumbfounded too because I was pretty dumbfounded too because we've been getting these crazy stoppage times. That was that was nine. I'm pretty sure the switchbacks was an unreal. Let me find it. I'm just. It was pretty long. Switch. It was pretty long. Eight too. plus yeah. eight. Yeah. Oh my god, they're out. they yeah. had me sweating the whole time, and I couldn't even t- I couldn't tell you why because I was like. The red card was in the first half in the first game. And then mm-hmm. this Real Salt Lake, I was like, we barely have any yellows. Not, the play's not really being dead. No one's really injured. So I'm like, I was so confused. Mm-hmm. Well, I know I had like a tweet ready to go. So you can kind of see my, this is bad radio for those of you listening to the audio version, but I'm sitting in my office at home and my TV is in the background. So I, I was sitting in my, my chair here watching that game and I have like the tweet ready to go and press send. I put it in drafts because it's like, man, this is taking for fucking ever. So I just was doing something else till it came up because I was like, holy crap. Because well, again, because it's it's crazy. We have we have uh, four League One teams out of eleven that have made the round of thirty-two. And honestly, wow. if it hadn't been for like Tucson, we're shit a new bed, franchise. Well, right, you guys no, are brand brand new. I mean, you've more more, more cup wins than league wins. Yeah, is that a chant, Chip? Workshop this. Uh, no, that's that's not a that's a, so for you guys. We had a chant last year about Madison about them having more more kits than wins, which is a great chant. You guys can use it too. Uh, but I don't think more more cup wins than kits. More cup hits than league wins is a good one. That's that's good that you have a lot of cup wins. Uh, if not, okay. So somebody from our match is going to make it through. Who's more likely from the other two games to make it through? Tormenta or whoever else. Oh yeah. So Tormenta plays inter Miami at inter Miami and then Richmond host, uh, Charlotte FC at Richmond for everyone playing at home. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and there's one Nisa team, right? Cal United. Yeah, they're playing. Yeah. Uh, let's look it up. I got a computer, guys. They don't. They don't count. Them. They don't count. Uh, but they do count because there's money on the line. That is true, but and it doesn't go by league. It goes by vision on the thing. Vision, which means we also have uh, Jamie Vardy killed the Rhinos FC to contend with. They're out. Oh, Rochester. They're out. They lost so. to FC Motown. I thought they beat FC Motown. Oh, they. they I think, think they won in pens or something. Yeah, you're right. Shit, I thought. Yeah, MLS mm-hmm. next pro. All right, let's mm-hmm. see. Yeah, Rochester, California United, NoCo, Richmond Kickers, South Georgia Tormenta, and us. Those are the. Uh, those are the six competing for twenty five thousand dollars. Bum, bum, bum. We're getting in that Champions League. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think, I think our well, I think the winner of our match has a great shot to win that money. Oh yeah, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Well, I mean, if again, if we kind of look at them, we have the Independents will probably lose, like the other ones. This round. Yeah, I don't know so, Rochester win. Yeah, NYCFC has Rochester at home. All right. I don't see them. They barely beat an amateur side. Yeah. And then Cal United Strikers host LA Galaxy at um I think they play where they do. <laughs> no, they're the no, no, they play where Orange County SC play. That's what you were trying to say, right? Well, I thought they were in – this shows how little I know, I suppose. I thought they were up in, like, San Jose. I didn't realize they played where OCSC played. They do. They they play in that, like, beautiful park in Irvine. Yeah, that no one – yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that'll be that'll be a fun game. Uh, but, yeah, then, again, I think the winner of the game between all of us is probably the the team that walks away with the money. Maybe Richmond. Well, we know. I'll, I'll look this up, too. Well, this is the only one without a MLS team on the other end, which obviously we're, I think we're all we're all hoping for cup sets. Well, the game's, the game's yeah. on the 11th, right? 
Yes. Yes. Okay, Wikipedia's got it wrong, so. They, it was but, first announced on the 10th, and I was confused. Yeah. Yeah, mine's showing uh, the 10th no, as there, well. We won't, know, we won't know for sure because the uh, Cal, Cal United Strikers FC mm-hmm. game will be on after ours. So it, we will not know if it's a money-winning game mm-hmm. uh, until later that evening. Regardless, even if two teams advance, it's probably a pool split. Unless oh. one t- takes it to extra time, or no, it's yeah, not even my extra time. It's, PKs. Is it, it's, it's like pretty granular, like that, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, if two teams made it to the next round and one of them made it to extra time, that team would win. Yeah. Well, the team that didn't make it to extra time, or yeah, yes, 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 because yeah. extra time is considered a tie technically. Technically, Omaha tied tied Chicago. <clears throat> I don't care. They went home. Yeah, and that's... You know, this guy, he's crying. The kids are crying because dad is crying. <laughs> right. We're in the next round there, not. So, you know, call it a tie all you want. But, but no, it's been an exciting round. I, I don't think a lot of people really expected League One teams to go this far, which is crazy because I'd say ultimately League One is probably down this year quality-wise versus last year. I, I, like, I feel confident our team last year could have made a legit run at the Cup. Like, oh, yeah. Right. So like, I had a... Yeah, so I had a project where I tracked transfers, and we had 40 transfers out to USLC and, like, 20 transfers out to other leagues in, like, Europe and everything else. So this league just, like, bled talent, and yet we still have four teams in the round of 32. Well, and I just uh, want to throw in a plug for my other podcast. Uh, We interviewed Union Omaha head coach Jay Mims on Thursday, and we talked with him about you know, what it means to expand the talent pool at this level so dramatically, right? And we added 400 player spots in third division soccer in the last month, you know, like year with MLS next. And so, you know, there's going to be a little bit of watering down at this level too. And we sent our 40 best players up to other teams. And that podcast is Who Gives a Hoot? Yeah, I meant to say that, but I I didn't finish my point. Thanks, Chip. Always looking out. Always got that plug. Always got that plug, guys. You can yeah, uh, no. find that anywhere that podcasts are. Yeah. All podcasting apps. But no, it's uh and I think again it's it's a super exciting time, especially for Colorado to come into the league. I think they've really made a statement in their signings in the offseason about what they want it to be this year. And I think in the open cup, they've also like shown again, like we aren't we aren't I can cuss here, I think, right? Sure. You already have. Yeah, fair. <laughs> We're not. This isn't a Detroit City FC game, you know. I think these are. Uh, you guys have said like we're not fucking around. Like we're we're trying to win the cup this year. We want to win, and I think they've they've shown that a lot with the the people they brought in and what they're doing in the Open Cup. And I think again, you know, between them and Omaha, it's probably with them and Greenville, it's probably like the three franchises in League One that are probably like the most interested in being successful. Ultimately, I'd say, is that fair? Would you say? Without a doubt. I think when we had the opportunity to go ahead and speak with Coach Iman Zayed, there was the beginning of the season. Uh, he kept reiterating the point that they wanted to go ahead and you know, start the season off really fast. And with the acquisitions that I thought they made for their team, um, they kept coming out as a surprise. They were holding off on player announcements. And it seemed like they were announcing them one or two of them a week here keeping us kind of on the loop a little bit, but um, in terms of expectations for the tournament, I know that now that we kind of, in a way, chewed more than we probably could have, you know, handled. I mean, taking down uh, one of the top teams in Colorado with the, you know, Colorado switchbacks and then taking it over to uh, an MLS side. Um, I think now there's a lot of confidence acting as rocket fuel for some of these players' mentality to go ahead and continue forward. Um, And I don't know how much it showed at the Salt Lake game, but definitely in the switchback games, um, with all that time being added, and it was mostly because of our players' passion and all of those nippy tackles, time-wasting, even our bench getting the yellow card, our coaching staff getting the yellow card. It's like you can kind of see, you know, that feeling when you're so close to winning it. Everyone's on the edge of the box, excuse me, on the edge of their 
bench and then not trying to hop onto the field. It was just kind of like that. And I feel like this is what's driving this Hillstorm team, just kind of this idea that they keep punching really hard and then they might win this tournament. Because in the league, it's not so hot. I mean, their recent <laughs> performance, not so hot. So we, we need some home games. We need some. Yeah. We, we need to give some confidence lack. to our boys. Well, well, I have good news for you guys. This is also not a home game for Union Omaha this week. <sighs> True. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, we're going to who hosts this stadium usually? Uno. Yeah, uh, University of Nebraska Omaha uh, okay. converted, got gutted, gutted their football program, axed it. X their wrestling program went to D one and uh, turned their football field into their historic football stadium into an incredible soccer field. Yep. Wow. I think it's a but our our home, our fortress will sit empty the night of the game. So yeah. I want to bring it back to Nick and Rick. Chip, go look, some... go look at my most recent tweet. Oh, I don't think I want to, but <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. All it is is a link to the high school baseball schedule, of which oh. there are no games at Werner Park. Well, it's a. I thought it was a field flip issue because it takes them two days, right? Two days to flip on. Regardless, you know, two whatever. Two days on, one day off. Well, and one day back to baseball. In fairness, uh, I don't think they can host at Werner anyways because the the dimensions. I think we're short. Like, no, we're gonna we're we're gonna when we win this game. No offense to our new friends from Colorado. <laughs> we, the field was a strong word. You know I can edit that. <laughs> the field was in a pool. <laughs> uh, the the next date we already have a we have already have a home game. We'll play we'll play the next round at Warner Park if we advance. It's going to be juicy. I'm not going to lie. There's every game so far in the cup for us has had some kind of either uh, minor controversy or just some kind of drama with the last round all that added time. In the yeah. first game, I do have to go ahead and tell you guys, Nick and I were watching, um, you know, eye, eye level with uh, the playing field here. And there was the red card incident where this whole <laughs> fiasco occurred. But uh, the referee, um, Nick pointed this out. He noticed that a referee, you know, there's no VAR in this uh, competition. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, was running over to the side official closest to where the accident happened to discuss it. While meanwhile, the other official across the field has literally like a 20 by 20, 40 by 40 screen replay of what's going on over and over and over for us fans to see. And then, of course, after what seemed like five minutes, the referee decides, you know what, maybe I'm going to go talk to the other official. Where, of course, I said plenty of time to rewatch it, you know, and then the red card happening after that. Man, I've never seen Nick that upset. Tell you definitely a little bit more mm-hmm. how he was feeling about that, but it was a red, but she wasn't gonna give the red, mm-hmm. like, unless he the dude wasn't looking up at the screen the whole time. I was like, There is no VAR, yeah. I was like, What are they doing here? There's no VAR, but there's a big ass screen right there, <laughs> and they yeah. replayed the tackle and everything. I was like, They're looking up, I'm looking at heads, looking up, and I'm like, Oh my god, they're watching it. Well, I think that's so, is that a Big Ten rule or is that a uh, Big East rule where? They're not supposed to show the replay uh, during I, the ref review on the big screen. Yeah, no, I've, uh, I, I've been to maybe not quite as many Creighton games as you, but a lot over the last 10 years, and I've never once seen something dramatic get replayed. Right, because normally it's like, eh, we're just not going to show it. We're going to show an ad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're going to show like we a hype. We want to rile you nice folks from Nebraska up. Right, you know, wouldn't want someone to rip their sweater vest. <laughs> So, Nick and Rigo, uh, when you guys played the switchbacks in the preseason, you guys lost 7-2. <laughs> and then when you see that early red card um, against the switchbacks again, I mean, it was, it was what, the yeah, it was in the 27th minute. Mm-hmm. What was going through you guys' heads? Well, well, first, I just want to – I was I was one of the only two people allowed in attendance for Hailstorm fans to go watch that uh, scrimmage, and it was one one and a half, and then we put in eight trialists at the second half. Yeah, and then that made it look so bad. So I was ready for I was ready for a game, but seeing the red card in twenty seventh minute, I thought we were gonna see like a four zero repeat, something similar because switchbacks are very strong this year. Um, 
thankfully uh, we didn't see Mishy that night or Haji Berry, so I was feeling confident. We did see Mishy in the uh, scrimmage, and he was he was deadly. He was scary. Well, they but, started or they benched three of their starters that night, didn't they? Yeah, it was uh, it was very surprising Fair. because we got to uh, go talk with their their supporters group with their president and coach. They had a meeting. And the supporters group were just kind of laying into them questions about how the coach improved the squad. How are they going to play this year? It's like big expectations. And then just knowing that they benched those three players and then seeing the fan reaction after the game when we won is <laughs> they're just disappointed in what they saw. They were like, this is the same old switchbacks that have been going on every year. And we're sick of losing in these cup competitions. So I was like, yeah, it was very interesting to see why they didn't kind of take it as seriously i know they have a long usl championship season ahead and they have a good enough team to first or second in the west so i don't know why they were pushing or benching their players three games in the season well you so. kind of alluded to this earlier uh in the podcast you were saying that it got pretty chippy yeah there were 10 yellow cards and two red cards uh by the end of like when it was all said and done so uh once you guys you know kicked it into gear yeah they started realizing oh you guys mean business <laughs> and there was a huge gap i think between the first red card and th which the first red card i didn't think um led up to a previous challenges occurring it just seemed kind of spontaneous just random it just randomly yeah. happened and then i i felt like it had to wait until deep in the second half until it really got a sense of chippy tackles uh, maybe some of the players just being tired and arriving late because initially, right off the bat, and this was to close out the first half, switchbacks were just pinging the ball when two touches, being able to get it out wide, because it looked like tactically the Hailstorm were really trying to play compact, low defensive ball and just letting service go out wide for the crosses. Uh, and, and that's where I think switchbacks just continued to, to knock, to try to do these crosses, getting out wide, which didn't work. It, in, a, in a sense, it looked like it just wasn't their night. Like nothing they kept trying would go in, although they had all these chances. And then just the substitution of um, spacing the name here forward for Hailstrom coming in, just holding Lachlan. up play. Lachlan, I think, just threw a huge curveball for the switchbacks as they were their center backs were pressing really high, being able to go ahead and possess around in their half. That's what it looked like when they had full of energy. But again, I think just the Hellstrom, the way they just held it tight for the whole game and just clear the balls, not really uh, take chances in the attack, use whatever counterattacking numbers. Just the introduction of Lachlan. Did I say that correctly? Yeah. 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 Lachlan yeah. McLean. He, 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 yeah. Just, he continued to go ahead and make those runs behind and held a yeah. play. And then from there, I think just... You know, time-wasting you see nowadays... Uh, players stay down. A um, couple of good saves from the goalkeepers from switchbacks. I thought we had a few chances. There was a moment where I thought we probably could have gotten a second one as well. And then after the game, uh, the Hillstorm players walked over to the uh, corner to us, uh, all 11 of us, if that, maybe eight or 11, <laughs> uh, uh, hanging in that corner. And you could just see it off of their faces. A lot of them just pure sweating, hard. They just put in a full shift. Just a smile, like this is a big accomplishment. They, uh, so, some of them had that kind of like, you know, wow, we just won feeling like this means what's next. And I, I'm not sure what that felt like at the Salt Lake game where that definitely had more volume than going against switchbacks. But Nick did get the opportunity to go ahead and see them in preseason. And of course, you know, getting clapped 7-2, having played our trialists for a little bit. As soon as that red card happened, like, it, it's fair to say that I was a little bit thinking, like, oh, what, this is going to be a bombardment. Like, what to expect? And it was. It just didn't go in the net. Well, I mean, to go off your, to go actually go off your point, I could, I could tell the game was about to be super chippy in the Open Cup just from that preseason where you got Rob Cornwall already getting shoving matches five minutes in with uh, Michi and another player. And then that happened maybe four or five times. There were very hard tackles. That's why I think a lot of the trialists got a little more time in the second half because they're, it was, it was brutal. And I think um, toward the end of the game, like we were putting in some hard tackles, being down so many goals in that game, it was you could just tell like there was the fireworks were going to happen this next game. So, oh I yeah, wish and people could have known. 
And Colorado Springs, uh, they scored on you guys in the first minute. Luckily, it was an offside call. But I think from that moment on, you guys kind of flipped a switch in you and said, ah, we're not going to let this happen anymore. And that's when you guys started throwing the body around a little more. And you really put them on notice. I mean, that was your first professional match as a club. And uh, you were able to pull that off. And that was pretty cool because, I mean, the switchbacks were undefeated in USL Championship uh, entering that that match. And so not only were you able to come out as this brand new club, but you were able to take down a championship side who was undefeated leading up to this match. So, I mean, that was, that was an awesome... Uh, moment for you guys and uh, Rico speaking of Lachlan uh, McLean uh, TikTok actually... star Lachlan McLean what's that <laughs> aspiring TikTok star Lachlan McLean oh, yeah uh, almost to a million he's almost to a million is he really I was gonna say uh, the co one of the co-hosts of who gives a hoot um, I'm blanking on her name right now um, Camille Camille uh, Camille Bassett uh, that was her comment when he went to NoCo. He's like, oh, yeah, probably going out there to do some uh, TikTok dances. <laughs> <laughs> well, not only did he provide the assist in the uh, second round match, but he also provided the assist to Cornwall in the third round. I mean, he's all-league player, right? Like, yeah. uh, actually, I, I actually checked with the Open Cup people, like people in charge of it, and from the Storm Chaser supporters group just to get a statistical, and they actually said, he had no touch there. Oh, the he didn't. Oh. Zero assists, and so I've had to tell the staff of NoCo multiple <laughs> times to please fix this. Like, I don't okay. want to be a, I don't want to be the bad guy, bad news guy, but I like accuracy and statistics. So, well, yeah, yeah. So I was, it was close, but he did end up. He, he does have our most assists on the year as well for yeah whole for the whole season. He's a solid Nick, player. Nick is part of the Storm Chasers supporters group, guys. And um, although this is a pretty youth, you know, new organization here, and we've already achieved some pretty extraordinary things so far um, in cup games, Nick has been really, uh, I think, really helpful and took that leadership role to go ahead and communicate as much information about the club. But I'm sure, as you guys know, communication between the supporters group and the club or any communication out of the club. It's very difficult here. Um, so do want to go ahead and point out pretty fortunate to go ahead and get the opportunity to uh, record with our team's head coaches. Uh, that's always exciting here uh, for both Omaha and for Northern Hills, excuse me, Northern Colorado Hillstorm FC. Uh, want to go ahead and bring it back a little bit to this game that's coming up here. Um, NOCO, not doing so hot towards uh, other USL teams here. But there's um, a little bit of magic here in the cup. I know you guys are very, uh, you know, very passionate about Omaha here, winning here. <laughs> Opinionated. I do want to go ahead and ask you, and I'll ask Nick's side as well. What about Northern Colorado Hillstrom FC are you looking out for? I know we talked about Lachlan McLean, what a player he is, but... Is there any things off the top of the head that might raise some eyebrows for you or some worries? Yeah, I'll take, I'll take this one. Um, right. Recent results notwithstanding. Um, you know, in, in the cup, you guys have given up zero goals. And, you know, we've, we've scored goals in every game except one uh, that we've played this year. Uh, you, you know, but I, I don't know if the trust – is there that we're going to be consistently scoring goals yet? You know, I, I think um, if you've listened and paid attention to all at the league, like we've had a lot of roster turnover. Um, I, I think it was something like 40 of our 43 goals from last year moved on, like just something insane like that. It's, it's not quite that high, but it's, it's nuts. And so, you know, we have a, we have a whole new attacking lineup uh, and we're relying on a whole bunch of players to put the ball in the net that we don't know super well yet. Um, you know, and, and you were mentioning, uh, you guys, uh, your team had done a great job of shutting down crosses from the wing, which is, you know, that's our move. Uh, you know, we've, yeah. we've led the league in crosses every year of our existence. Um, and we've had a player who's led the league in crosses every year. So, you know, like crossing the ball in is it's our thing. And so, 
you know, and, and you guys have center backs of note um, and have, again, recent results notwithstanding, pretty good defensive prowess. So, yeah, I, I think that would be an area of a concern for me. Rich or Chip, do you guys have other areas? Yeah, yeah I, I think – Go ahead, Rich. So, I mean, you guys have some very dangerous players. I mean, Irvin Para, um, I mean, Cornwall, Arthur Rogers, uh, Ethan Vanekor Decker when he's healthy. Um, I mean, Stefan Lukic. I mean, you guys have some good players front to back. It's, uh, it's, it's not terribly surprising that you guys um, are able to perform the way you guys are because you guys do have quality players. I mean, even in, in goal, I mean, you guys have two uh, goalkeepers. Let me find their names here real quick. Um, Olsen and um, Fondes. Uh, Fondes started your very first two uh, competitive matches. He started in the U.S. Open Cup, and then he started against mm-hmm. Richmond, and he performed well for your club. And then you guys threw in Olsen, and he's, uh, you know, he's filled the. I mean, he's minded the net very well for you guys too. So, I mean, there's mm-hmm. there's a depth of talent that is at Northern Colorado, um, and I think that's that's definitely putting you guys on the radar, and and should rightfully scare other teams that are that are going to be playing them. Nick, did you mention this? Is this one of the most expensive teams in the league? Were you guys aware with that, the Northern Colorado Hailstorm? I heard yeah, a conversation think, on that. Yeah, I can't remember who I heard it from. I think it was someone in the USL show or something. They told me that we had one of the more expensive assembled teams in the USL League One. And that's what gave me a little bit of reason that uh, the Katowski brothers and Ryan Spielborgs are going to go for it this year. Mm-hmm. I've heard I've heard similar things, but not from primary sources. <laughs> that mm-hmm. we'll also I, have the most expensive season tickets. So yeah, there's that. There's yeah. that. I will yeah. go on record. I, I will. Yeah, I will go on record and, and say from what I understand, Madison and Noko are the two uh, spendiest teams in the league by quite a wide margin. And Madison has been one of the spendiest teams in the league for their entire existence. Well, it ain't Omaha, that's for sure. Oh no, Omaha's middle of the pack every single year. Yeah. They're like right, they're like five, six, seven. To reiterate about the game, though, what I'm, what I really want Noko to focus on when going into Omaha is we've led in every single match we've played in so far. We have had a lead in every match, and what's frustrating is we'll get our goal within the first fifteen, maybe not these open cup matches, but especially against the USL one teams, we'll get our goal in the first, I'd say 15 minutes of a match. And then we'd somehow just blow the lead. And then it's kind of like a shift in momentum. Always I see with other teams. So I feel like it will always come out on fire. We'll, we'll get our shots. We probably could bury a team in first 15. If we could put away our chances, I'm speaking to you a little bit, Irvin. I know you're going to get most of our goals, but I know you could get more. I trust you, but we could bury more chances. And I want to see it. I want to see, uh, I want to see how I want to see how Eamon's going to put in Lachlan with Irvin as well because Lachlan's been coming off the bench as of recently to you know play after Par. Par is probably going to be our main guy all season, but I want to see I want to see both of them go at it because I feel like when Lachlan plays, he makes a difference on the field. And, I agree. Uh, Lachlan's a playmaker. If you can put uh, if you can put him on the field and have him play alongside Para. Uh, I mean, you guys, I mean, that's, that's, that's a combination that could be very, very deadly. So you guys are kind of like a Jekyll and Hyde uh, kind of situation because in every single one of your league matches, you've scored in the first half, but in every single one of your U S open cup matches, you score in the second half. And I'll also say this, you've only scored one goal in every match. (laughs) Can you guys score two goals? We don't need more than that. <laughs> we got, we got in the in the cut. We got two against North Carolina. We managed a late one there for our first. Well, game, but... and so speaking of having the lead and giving it up, uh, our most recent game against Charlotte as well was uh, was the first time in fifty matches that we've had a lead and lost. Wow. Yeah. 
like we, I mean, it's, that's an insane statistic in its own right. And I forget off the top of my head what the draw stats are, but it's like, we've, uh, yeah. So we're, we're smarting as a team. Um, so I, I don't know. I think we'll come out. Hey, we too come out with a fury in the first, you know, 10 to 15 minutes. And so this could be a real, uh, MMA style, you know, punch counter punch, uh, approach to chances in the first 15 minutes of this game. Well, going yeah. off of what you had to say, Rich, about, you know, only scoring one goal here on the, on the U S open cup, the scenarios have been a little bit different where we're kind of uh, chasing those games. Um, and I feel like asking to deliver more than one goal with the switchbacks, it was just a, it just seemed like a ratio kind of thing. I mean, for 42 shots that they had, whatever, yeah. one of us has to have a shot just mathematically it's going to work out. And likewise, it felt like with Salt Lake, you know, they are definitely going to go ahead and have their chances. If they can't capitalize on that, maybe a little bit of that luck for Hillstorm, that one chance they get, they fully capitalize. But again, with this game, do have a little bit of a feeling that it's going to be a little bit different, although it is a cup game. Um, it is against someone from the league. So could see someone going out there and being a high scoring match. Um, Noko only plays away game, so I yeah. can't necessarily just say, you know, they're stronger away than they are at home. Um, but <laughs> right now they definitely are. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be interesting to see once they the whole stadium gets finished up here. I'll have to go ahead and make the drive. It's only about an hour, an hour and 15 from me. I'm more south. Nick, you're probably like 20 most. I don't know. 20, 24-ish. Man, yeah. Lights, man. It'll be, it'll be exciting, but um, I do want to hopefully, if we are going to go ahead and bring those goals, Lachlan McLean, from the one game that I went ahead and saw, Northern Colorado, just the way that he's able to go ahead and run off the shoulders, break lines. He, you know, he, he has that little bit of that special uh, in that attacking sense that could make the difference. And don't know much about you guys' center back um, partnership. I know it's not Tamori and Kalulu, so it's not that good. So hopefully <laughs> we could go ahead and uh, no, I'm just messing here. It'll, it'll be exciting because, yeah, we only managed to go ahead and score one goal and concede a lot against these USL1 teams. And I know, Ben, you mentioned you have some new attackers coming into your team. All new. All new. So I guess it kind of gives an, an unorthodox balance where it's new and then we have this like it's cup. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And Ben alluded to it. I mean, there has, with that roster turnover, there have been some concerns about Union Omaha's consistency and reliability in, in scoring goals. Although, um, although we're now seven games in. Yes. We've scored in all of them except one. Except one. And turns out Tormenta's defense is good. Yeah. Who'd have thought Which that? <laughs> unbelievably unexpected. Yeah. Oh, you did, Chip? You were all over that? <laughs> I, had them, I had them sixth in the league in my uh, preseason pod. Wow. But, I mean, that, that concern still remains. I mean, uh, there have been some very, very noteworthy goals, you know, scored this season. Um, but there have been concerns about that consistency and that reliability. So if you match up these two clubs, it makes for a very exciting um occasion on wednesday night yeah it should be a lot of fun i i'm very excited to uh go and watch the game have some friends coming in i know ben has some friends from the neighborhood coming in a plan I'm sure rich is driving in from lincoln but it should be yep. i think that stadium holds 3k if we filled that i'd be pretty yeah. pretty happy with that i got some people coming from kansas city for some hailstorm so maybe some people traders <laughs> you know the switchbacks no, go ahead go ahead nick i was like they're from northern colorado there's work <laughs> i was gonna say i went to the the switchbacks that was my first time in their venue and it was remarkably really it was awesome they had the you know the seats going down towards the pitch and they oh, had okay. this new structure that they've been working on hanging out on the outside that you kind of take this ramp up to your seats overall it, it was a lot uh bigger and um 
felt really good. It wasn't a beautiful looking facility. Yeah. Other than the wind, you get really nice views of uh, the Colorado mountains and some of some of Colorado Springs. I thought they placed it in a nice location. It was pretty crowded and uh, wasn't too expensive. Their gift shop, some nice fries. Ask Nick. <laughs> I was munching on those fries. <laughs> it's so not I'm too far of a to drive. Noko had. Yeah, it wasn't. Ex- it wasn't too far either. Um, and I want to go ahead and cover one last topic here from the previous round, guys. I know that for us beating an MLS team it was surreal feeling because we are a very new organization. Um, so just coming out, uh, you know, being one of the new kids on the block and having this achievement um, feels, as I said, super. Don't know much about the history here of Union Omaha. You also terms- don't know much biology. Anyway, just kidding. <laughs> it's mostly for Rich. There you go. Yep, I got it. I got Rich, it. Isn't, <laughs> Rich isn't that old. <laughs> no, I just wanted to know what it felt like. Uh, is this the first time Union Omaha has beaten an MLS team? In competitive yeah. play, yes. And yeah, yeah. With the caveat there, yeah. Well, and I will say that NOCO has the blessing of the uh, kick a ball first reverse curse. Mm-hmm. So what that is fill me in. So for some of the the <laughs> newer, beef. yeah, Nick 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 was there for that. Nick uh, experienced that firsthand. Uh, but when Union Omaha was starting, <clears throat> Omaha fans were very excited about getting a pro team here in Omaha and what, everything we we're going to do. And our friends up north uh, told us maybe just wait till you kick a ball first. Like do, it wasn't that ball. polite. But no, yeah. it was. No, I wasn't. I tried to get. Essentially, it was fuck off. You haven't kicked the ball. Like, don't talk to us. Like, you guys are going to be last. Yeah, look at this season we just had. We squeaked into the playoffs and, you know, laid an egg there. Come yeah. on. Look at you us. Guys, you guys. We invented soccer. You ain't shit. We invented supporter culture in the United States. Fuck off. Um, regardless, I think uh, they've. Uh, well, they haven't backpedaled that comment yet, but they should because we've. <laughs> come in and just run a rough shot over the league. But NOCO has also received that curse from the same people who should have learned their lesson, but did not. And so I believe uh, you guys were getting real in your plums and talking, and they said, well, just wait till you play a game first, guys. Wait till you play, and then we'll see what happens. And it's like, ah, you think you would have learned. Maybe just, you know, keep that commentary to yourself. I got into it with that mascot. The gates yeah. must be kept stocked, <laughs> manned at all yeah. times. The gates are the gates are always manned, and the goalposts are always moved. <laughs> so you know, kind of on on that comment, uh, for those of you who uh, maybe don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the pink team up north, Madison. <laughs> and I know, like when we came in the league, we were very excited about like, oh well, we can like have a fun rivalry, we can do some stuff, and we were kind of rebuffed. So I know like with NOCO specifically, I'm kind of excited to kind of rewrite that narrative on, you know, we can have that conversation early and we can do stuff and we don't need you guys to like prove yourself to us because you guys are all pretty cool. Like, do you think NOCO and Omaha has uh, what it takes to become a rivalry in this league, a top rivalry in this league? I'm not sure if we'll beef like that, but I think (laughs) they can be fun. Like Greenville's not necessary. Like, I think we'll be that exhausting. Greenville and Omaha is a fun one. Like we're, I think it'll be competitively fun. fun. I think mm-hmm. we'll banter for ninety, then we'll be chill online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. I, uh, I probably won't be chill with Chattanooga fans because that seems like that's already something brewing up over over Nobody here. Is. If you guys saw the end of that game, yeah, everyone has beef with Chattanooga. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there was everyone. a there was a whole thing with Kevin Sawchuk because you know he went from Chattanooga to NoCo, the assistant mm-hmm. coach, and. The handshake after led to the coaches being separated, and well, Amon Chat- did too. Yeah, and Amon mentioned something, and then you could just well, see you-, you could see the f word just spewing out the <laughs> Chattanooga coach's mouth. It was, I was, I was loving it personally. For, for someone loved, who recently became a grandfather, it seemed like a lot of people like him. They were, were like, oh, Blaine, I think you're talking about yourself, and it's like, wait, what? <laughs> there were ten yellow yeah, cards yeah. in that game, and seven of them were against. Chattanooga. Yeah, it sounds about right. I, I like. Here's the thing. Here's all you need to know is Jimmy Oblada's like never won a coaching award in this league, even though he's <laughs> been one of the best coaches in terms of results on the field. And I, I think that's 
I think that says something. Yeah. They got the best of us that day, but June 30th, I'm there. I'm getting drunk. They won't They won't hear the last of me. <laughs> Chip, to go back to your point, I'm going to be honest. I think if Hailstorm just beats Omaha, I don't think there's going to be any long-term possibility of a rivalry or anything going there. I think it's just going to be looked at. I might be wrong, guys. No, no. It might just be looked at as another team that we were able to go ahead and beat in the cup in this hopefully historic run that they do. And if it just happens to be, you know, another USL League One team just happened to be Union Omaha in this chapter. Now, if, no, no Chicago Fire fans remember who they beat in their first year is what you're saying? <laughs> no, 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 it's nothing like that. I feel like now if they lose now, you know, exiting the cup to another team in the league, that could go ahead and certainly start something. I feel like just the whatever happened in the beginning of the season against switchbacks, I feel like that's really where that rivalry is going to go. North Colorado against South Colorado, although there's, you know, they're different leagues. I feel like that rivalry is a little bit there in the, um, in the matches. Maybe it's preseason. It's kind of like CSU, CU for you guys who don't know. Mm. They're not in the same league, but they play once yeah. a year. Um, got the privilege of watching that happen. So it kind of will be like that. It could be like that maybe during the league games as well if we go ahead and play you guys continuously and it's back and forth it could go ahead and develop in a competition rivalry but in terms of i think what happens here this week i don't think people are going to wake up in denver uh and start hating on omaha omahaans <laughs> omaha nah, people from omaha not anymore than they already do <laughs> omahaanites omahaanites Jay on Thursday was like, this could be the start of a great rivalry. And like, yeah. I, I don't think he's, I think, you know, one, there's not a lot of day trips in the league, right? We talk about this. We've talked about this a lot as supporters in Omaha, like, you know, and, and so we're always excited when a team comes in that's drivable, um, yeah. it, you know, that doesn't involve an overnight drive or something like that. And so, you know, I, I think there's a lot of excitement. And then our, our first match together, having such, big stakes um i think that i think that really lends itself to um you know it, the emotions getting riled up yeah well, plus we play in 17 days so i yeah. think yeah. it could uh or 17 days after that match so i well, think I'm... uh it could have a lot of implications on how the next match is going to go and i feel like whoever loses is going to come out on fire and could get a little chippy depending on how it goes because these these dudes are going to play no matter what. I don't think they give a they give a shit who they're going up against. So they're gonna yeah they're gonna they come out. I think they care a little bit, but not in the cup. Yeah, yeah, not in the cup. Well, that rivalry you guys were talking about with the switchbacks. I mean, you guys better get used to that because with the regional pods that U.S. Open Cup keeps yeah. having in their draws, you're going to be playing them quite often. I mean, it's kind of like. Yeah. Union Omaha, uh, they're going to be facing Des Moines pretty often, I think, in the future. Um, and I think Chip, you and I were talking about this during the trip to Chicago. I mean, when both of those teams, fingers crossed, both make their way up to the championship, I mean, they're that's going to be an I-80, um, you know, rivalry right there. Mm -hmm. They're going to be seeing each other, a lot of each other. Mm -hmm. Well, the interesting thing, again, about Omaha-Des Moines is right now it's a uh, – pro team versus a semi-pro team yeah but all of a sudden in 24 is when they're supposed to start it'll it'll be a championship club versus league one team and then all of a sudden like the shoe kind of is on the other foot so it'll be interesting because yeah. you know this year they're all like oh man we're in omaha this is so cool like playing omaha at morrison and you know here in a couple of years it's like why are we playing at morrison we want to play at our 10,000 seater in downtown des moines you know have a big <laughs> crowd you know whatever 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 but yeah, wow. That is and as far as Wednesday, um playing at over at Coniglia uh at UNO, uh I really, really truly hope that no Union Omaha fans say uh in, in the case in the event that uh the hailstorm win, I hope none of them say, Well, you didn't play us on Warner Park. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna say it. I'm absolutely <laughs> think, gonna say it. I'm just telling you all right now. If at we the lose, end of May, the first thing out of my mouth is we should have been playing at Warner Park. Why didn't we play at Warner May, Park? The hailstorm come to <laughs> Warner Park and they'll play on that field. So, I mean, it'll be another test right there. I mean, these two teams are going to play um, within just weeks of each other. 
Yeah. When is the second one? You guys have a date on that? Yeah, 28th of May. Yeah, Saturday I have a, of Memorial Day weekend. I have a Nick, are you in town? Champions League that day. I see. My Can't boys are in the final. <laughs> well, we have a large Liverpool supporters group in Omaha that you yep. could have a grand old time with. Ooh, yep. that might be worth it, actually. They'll have, I think they're planning on almost 300 people there that day. Wow. Yeah, Nick, you got to come in. <laughs> I should actually. What are you doing the 28th, Rico? I will be watching the Champions League final, most likely with you. I you know, obviously cover it for Linners and Losers. I have been thinking, guys, of I am capable of doing a live watch along, but it's something that could, you know, be thrown out. It'll be a first time thing. Uh, but if not, got my couch right there at the TV. Um, <laughs> definitely go ahead and watch that. Uh, it should be a good one. Uh, Real Madrid, Liverpool. This is the rematch Nick's been waiting for for a while uh, since in college, not too long ago. I, I can't keep straying away from this, guys. I've been trying to avoid not talking about it, but Ben, you and I, it's showing in the back. They are also in the U.S. Open Cup game. Oh, we haven't mentioned them, but guys, the Colorado Rapids against Minnesota. <laughs> They're not doing so hard. Have you guys ever seen a Rapids U.S. Open Cup game? I have not. I did. Get I was a season ticket holder for six years. I've looked this up. Uh-huh. They hosted the first year I was a season ticket holder. I didn't know about it, and they hosted zero out of five remaining years. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they're they're the Rapids are known for just getting beaten like a first round or upset by yeah. smaller. It's team. not even really like an upset. Yeah, I know expected yeah but i do hope they beat minnesota because i don't care for minnesota as much as i care <laughs> for the rapids yeah yeah i mean i guess we'll see they've had a pretty rough few patches the past few games they're going up and down but yeah like one minute they're like the second best team in the league and then the next minute they're losing to you know struggling to beat charlotte i forget what happened in that game but like yeah I know that there was a lot of chat about maybe the Rapids and Noko Hailstorm FC seeing each other. Would have been an interesting one. Um, again, us up against a um, small club. Probably, probably a more winnable game. Honestly, you think so? Oh, <laughs> I, I promise you that our team is going to take it more seriously than theirs would have. Without a doubt, I think the Rapids probably would play a, sl- a slower lineup and. Uh-huh. I can't just picture like, not players like Clint Irwin in goal anymore. I don't know why he's still there, but that's a different topic. Clint Irwin was uh, in, you know, backup goalkeeper while I was still in Colorado, and I moved in 2012. <laughs> they got well, that the uh, Concacaf Champions League match. I was able to go ahead and watch, and it was snowing like absolute madness. Yeah. They, went, they went into penalties, and they honestly, I thought the Rapids. In cup matches, just didn't have it because it was going to be a big cup match. But they they are able to match the energy. And if I they watched, take this, I watched cup, that game. It was so impressive. And then, oh my gosh, they choked it away in penalties. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Some of the penalty so, saves are pretty great. And go ahead, Chip. I was going to say. So while I think let's get to picks. I think we're all going to pick for our own team. Is that fair? No. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say, let's do regular time, extra time PKs, and pick one of those for how the game is gonna end. Mm. Okay, just because I think uh, the two Noco guys are gonna pick Noco, and the three Omaha guys can pick Omaha, so not really much <laughs> point in picking. So let's yeah. let's let's try to say how we think it's gonna end. Let's start with you, uh, Rico, up top, and then let's move our way. Now, to me, it's it's got to be two two after ninety minutes. It'll be very intense ninety minutes. Think gas legs in extra time and then just PKs from there. It'll just whoever takes it. I want to be more confident towards NOCO because they're a local team, but uh, you can't decide off PKs. I mean, so I do think that it's just going to be a high scoring game. 2 2 after 90 minutes for sure. I think our off both teams' offense is going to explode better than the defense. Interesting. Yeah, I have 2 2 as well. Uh, three, two, Noko and Pens, because I will say we're gonna win in Pens. I think uh, two, two, regular time, three, two, Omaha, extra time. In extra time, they score. Yeah. Yeah. See, I got the tired legs, man. I think everyone's just gonna be too gassed. 
Nah, oh. man, we got waves and waves of fresh attackers off. The we had list. we had the weekend off too. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, if we're if we're saying after ninety minutes, I'll say two two at ninety, and then I'll say Union Omaha scores in extra time, like Ben. Yeah. This is because of the substitution, guys. Look out! Yep. Look out for Hugo Kamatani. Yeah, yeah. I know. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say PKs to be contrarian, but everyone else said PKs next time. So I'll say two one regular time Union Omaha. <laughs> All right, and we'll see you guys there. No, in spirit we will. In yeah. spirit, fair enough. In spirit. <laughs> hey, random. You'll see us there on the TV. We will. Random, I have a, a bit of piece of random information for you guys. There's a player on your team who actually has played uh, soccer in the Omaha area, uh, Leo Falla. Mm-hmm. Um, he played uh, for uh, Iowa Western Community College. Wow. Well, uh, deep research. Made his way to he, Windsor. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he played uh, four matches with the, the college before moving on to, to his next college. Mm-hmm. So I, I have another fun connection, not to Omaha. Cornwall worked at the pub in northern Dublin that I went to every night when I was in Dublin. Wow. wow. He seems like That's a bartender. Cool. The Celts. <laughs> and when He's... they signed him, uh, my buddy over there is like, is this your league in Omaha? And I was like, yes, that is. How did you know about this? And they're like, this, this is why I make, you work for Bohemes uh, up there. And so in the Irish League, most of those guys have another job besides just uh, playing soccer. So I guess he was like a bar back or something there or bouncer or whatever. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it should be, should be a fun game, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, if you are in the Omaha area, I'm meeting up with some of the NOCO people at the Casual Pint before the game on 86 and Pacific. So feel free to join if you want. So far away. <laughs> yeah, I'll be at my house. Let me know if you want to come over for dinner. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with Ben. So far away, can you make it closer? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, guys, it's been really special. Really enjoyed having this discussion here. As Chip said, it is going to be a very exciting match. This could be the start of a great rivalry in the future. Although today it was a very fun uh, chatting podcast, guys. Any closing remarks here as we wrap it up? I just want to go ahead and say thank you on behalf of Linners and Boozers. It's always a privilege and amazing time to have awesome guests here, although it is from a rival team, I guess, coming up in this match. Um, it's great. It's great. And, uh, yeah, any closing thoughts? Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Chip. Thanks, Rich. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah thanks for having us. It's been yeah. a lot of fun. Always happy. I'm happy to have some fellow Rapids fans in the league. Cause I may be the only one <laughs> until, you know, you guys entered. So I'm, I'm pleased about that. Welcome. Welcome. We're really glad to have you here. Yeah. Viva Buos. Yeah. Viva Buos. Mm-hmm.